go. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to another episode of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Mark is back from his probationary period where we uh, tried to replace him, but unfortunately no one wanted to hang around. How are you, Mark? Oh, good. Good to be back from the sin bin. Suspension, cancelled, whatever it was. No, no. (laughs) So this is episode 23. Um, Who would have thought we made it this far? I actually heard something interesting. It's like over 50% of podcasts. I'm making these numbers up now, but don't last more than 10 episodes yeah and it's like 75 percent don't make it more than 20 or something so we are not only incredibly successful podcast um we have been compared to the flight of the concords but only one tenth is funny um in a, in a review that was done on us so take that for what you will man that's um, not very funny well that do you not well depends how much you like fly the concords i guess <laughs> yes and um so yeah Anyway, moving on from our wicked review mm. of the seventeenth uh, best podcast in New Zealand, um, how are you, Mark? What have you been up to these last few weeks of COVID lockdown? Probably hasn't changed much for you, being that you're a um, uh, big time sheep beef farmer. Lambing, carving, lambing, carving. But Lamb- oh, that sounds awesome. Shooting things in between. Not the lambs and the cows. Sometimes. Oh, but it's not very difficult shooting because you're normally at point blank range. Oh, yes. Well, at least the 12 gauge makes some um, annual appearance in this time of year. Well, I'm not <laughs> using it. No, I can't say I've been using my buckshot for point blank range shots on sheep, so no. Well, that would be overly expensive. Um, <laughs> 22, 22 is getting its working out, so I've resurrected my Magpul X22 backpacker stock, Ruger 1022 takedown, which mm-hmm. everyone might be familiar with. Yeah, so. And I've chucked a red dot on it, hollow sun, um, with a magnifier. So that's my, because it fits in a little backpack, obviously. Cart it around on the bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I need to um, kill a critter, it'd be an opossum or a ailing sheep. It's a piece of cake. So no, Nice. It's good to muck around with it, actually. It's a good system. It, I do like it. So I, obviously I haven't, um, well, it's level three now, so I've got to come up and do a bit of stuff, but um, up until now, I haven't been able to catch up with you, so um, I've only seen photos of the Ruger, but it's actually looking quite cool. Yeah. Um, we Ruger 1022s for us were, um, it's actually leads on to our topic our, our topic of this conversation, which is 22, um, sorry, which is rimfire, not just 22, um, but when I first got into um, precision, I'm doing that in air quotes, shooting, um, my first sort of 22 that wasn't just a, an old, you know, JW or something, it was a Ruger 1022. And for a long time, they interested me heavily. Um, but I've gone away from them massively in the last um, four or five years. And after seeing you playing around with it again, it kind of makes me want to get one and um, pour an obscene amount of money into it to get it to shoot slightly better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, honestly, I've been looking around. Like a, a guy today at work who, um, obviously, I'm, I've gone back to work um, now that it's level three. But I knew he had one and he's selling up some guns and thought, shit, I might be able to grab that but he'd already already moved it on but so um but there's so many out there there's so many 1022s i know i'll around. find one and but my plan is to just literally just replace everything bar the receiver over a year or something we'll see What's i make a lot of plans the that trigger don't trigger guard oh yeah <laughs> oh, probably, no that'll be replaced because it'll get a full chassis but <laughs> but yeah anyway um because we're gonna i've been thinking a bit about maybe doing some comparisons of um uh trying to build up a match grade um 22 semi-automatic and, and see if it's a, a good alternative to the bolt gun but we'll, we'll see um yes you been, saw me everyone's... shooting so well with a, a semi and thought i i've seen maybe, you wasting ammo maybe oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay shooting so well and wasting ammo and shooting badly at the same time which is the semi-auto. and then trying to do a fast mag change and it all just turned to custard the anyway. semi-auto problem which causes has advantages but the downsides are equally a bigger problem probably for me just, yes. just blazing away yep um actually funnily enough uh, all going well we'll have another chris here i'm getting one uh, once auckland comes out of lockdown all going well as long as i don't lose my job in the next two weeks which oh, is always so likely january <laughs> you get it in january then <laughs> probably um Unless, yeah, the company I deal with, uh, Tactical Imports and, and NZ Millsips and those guys, they don't have the pest control um, 
thing, unfortunately, so they can't post it. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later on down the track. Um, but yes, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, oh, what shooting have I been doing, Mark? Now I think about it, lots of twenty-two, funnily enough, as I try and um, uh, look after my stocks of Cinefire ammo. Um, Which was another another reason for this topic was in lockdown. If anyone can get anything done, it's probably a twenty-two out in the back, you know. Yeah, depending where you are, if you got somewhere that's where it's legal and safe to do so, shooting rabbits and and stuff like that. A very Bing, um, garage. <laughs> yeah, so being that uh, the time has not been at a premium lately, like it sometimes is with um, work and family and stuff, I've been sitting a lot of time sitting out in front of um, my property and spying rabbits. I normally wouldn't have the patience to sit there and watch for that long um, without sort of thermal. But um, yeah, been a lot of uh, lots of fun rabbit shooting, missing plenty, but also we've set up a little one, a few extra targets around the place and. Um, doing some sort of precision style practice and uh, I stole my daughter's jungle gym and I've been practicing off that which has been fun uh, but yeah so anyway not a massive amount just 2-2 two, two. but so that's sort of again what as Mark mentioned leads us on to our yeah. topic for tonight so it's not just 22 shooting we've, we've talked about that before and no doubt we'll talk about it again and, and because when you we organize a 22 LR shoot people invariably ask <laughs> Regardless of how you write it in the topic of all the and bold and bold twenty two LR only, they go. Can I bring my twenty two Magnum? What about my seventeen HMR? Yeah. It's a what about twenty two two fifty two twenty Swift? <laughs> you get it all. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd cover all room fires and how they're all not allowed in our shirts no no but yeah i mean so it's not necessarily a precision episode no um to it was, i mean it's always going to be something we're always trying to shoot things better and further but um sort of pest controlly stuff plinking um so the idea is rimfire rimfire in general um starting you know right down from we we'll, might touch briefly on a couple of the sort of semi-obsolete <clears throat> ones like 22 short 17 mac 2 uh, and we'll go through the standard ones and, and probably and even talk about 17 Wisdom, the uh, the hot new thing which is uh, quickly fading into obscurity, in my opinion. But that's eight years that. old. Eight years old. Give it a chance. Is it? Is it eight years old? Yeah. Man, I uh, did not know that. Well, hence why Mark Mark is our technical information expert, as you all know. Um, I rely on... And uh, owner of soon-to-be obsolete <laughs> cartridges. <laughs> yes. I, most of my information I hear through the grapevine, but Mark actually does a bit of research before a podcast. So so uh, that's good. That's why we got you back, to be honest, Mark, so you could uh, you know, come in with some hard facts and data for us. So oh, anyway. Yeah, you know, it's a short <laughs> so, cancellation. Yeah. So obviously, um, 22LR is by, fa- uh, by far the most popular rimfire cartridge. It's hard to argue anything but that so even for plunking um uh, pest control small pest control obviously small pest uh, and right through to precision and in fact for the precision competition stuff it's uh, almost exclusively 22 lr um winter olympics well yeah olympics um summer olympics small bore shooting commonwealth games it's used right up until like proper real sports where people actually um get government funding <laughs> all the way down to our stuff where the uh, government wants to shut us down um <clears throat> so now one thing we might as well talk about well we're on we'll talk about 22 lr first because it's the sort of the elephant in the room when it by comes far to, the oldest by far is it the oldest is it uh, it's not I, the oldest rimfire no no rimfire was first developed in 1845 the technology so do you know first, what the don't know what it was no some french guy so i just stopped reading it french guy. <laughs> <laughs> actually for those interested in old guns the original Henry repeater, which is now getting from a birdie, which is they're in 4440, were originally 44 rimfire. But obviously that doesn't exist anymore and the cartridges are rather collectible. So anyway, moving on, 22 so, yeah, LR. The Civil War, you American <laughs> Civil War, had some rimfire cartridges that appeared and disappeared. Yes, yes, so, 40, 44 yeah, rimfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, 1887, the 22 LR came out and immediately was, was the... <laughs> It was the combination of a, a shorter 22 and a longer 22 to make 22LR, which made both of the others obsolete immediately. So so there you go. And so there was a shorter one and a longer one. Yeah, of some description. I can't remember. And then in, later on in history, we got a shorter one and a longer one again. Again, yes. It's mm. <laughs> <That's> interesting. <laughs> so it's by far the most 
popular round in terms of sales of ammunition in the world by a million miles. But then, <clears throat> when I guess you think in New Zealand dollars, you're seeing uh, nine bucks a box for the cheapest 50 rounds I could see on the interweb. Um, it's by far the cheapest rimfire anyway. So, you know, if you're going to be plinking, there's just no competition between that and any of the others for short range stuff. Yeah. So, so, so one of the reasons we, the, uh, the precision 22 competition is, um, if even through the small board stuff, but it's just 22 LR. And for that matter, it's generally um, limited to, um, uh, velocities not exceeding, not, not going supersonic. Um, cause for us, we're shooting steel targets and they're generally not as higher grade steel as our centerfire targets cause the cost is prohibited, prohibitive. Um, and also cause if you've got a steel target at a closer distance at 20, 20 meters or, or yards, if you use the old money, um, you're much more likely to get some debris coming back at you. Even our targets are designed to, to push the, the, the spalling into the ground, but yeah, so we just avoid them. Um, and undue noise as well. Um, it's kind of nice if everyone's running a, um, a little bit quieter around, you don't have supersonic cracks. And for a lot of situations, the, um, the, the subsonic ammunition is, is sometimes can be a bit more accurate. Now we know there is trains of thought about using, uh, the higher velocity, um, stuff for extreme long range 22 that some people are having a lot of success with. Even a video just come out today reinforcing that. Um, and to be honest, we actually have ammo in the wings waiting to test some of those theories. Um, probably wait for summer. But um, so that's why we run the 22. Like if you turn up with a 17 HMR, you're just going to damage our targets. That's the the fact of the matter. And um, even if it's had its own class, yeah, you'd just be you'd be wrecking stuff to be honest. And the noise and um, all of the associated things that go along with that. So 22 LR for the comps, it's easy, it's affordable in most cases, although we are seeing more and more specialised uh, rifles that are starting to cost um, uh, a substantial amount of money and then they're getting chassis and For no 5,000. Oh, I mean, there can be some game with match chambers and stuff, but yeah, I don't see a... a um, it would be investment with extremely diminishing returns. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. So, want, but that's want, why. If you want to really get good at twenty-two competitions, reload your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it is uh, doable. No, there is. Uh, Doomsday preppers do it. They're um, they're actually selling. Um, who was it? Cutting edge bullets are selling dies and um, like high BC projectiles now for twenty-two LR. So they're like a modern. Um, oh god! Uh, I shouldn't have said that then. Yeah, yeah, they're like a modern um, high BC for for that size bullet projectile, and um, you but you need a fast twist barrel, obviously. So you have to have a custom twenty two barrel. I imagine like a one in ten or a one in eight for some of these. Uh, so this is for extreme long range twenty two, yeah, and that kind of thing. Um, but again, that's like way off in the weeds. That's um, beyond the realms of reality for the majority of everyone. So is possible but um but yeah so some guys are building pretty tricked out um 22 lr now that's fine i mean and saying that like we spend more than a, a lot of people would think was um uh how do i put it smart or wise on our 22s you know you get a nice chassis and you've a couple thousand dollars with a scope and you know 300 rings and all right we'll do a simple yeah. simple process then I'll, I'll yell out some brands and you just go give me a one-liner Anschutz. Anschutz. Uh, very common in small bore, less so in precision, oh. unless you're an old man. Righto. Damn it. Okay. No, I should say about Anschutz, hard to get accessories for. Would be yeah. very good, hard to get accessories. CZ? CZ, excellent. Lots of accessories, very accurate. Yeah. Tika T1. T1X? The new, yes. Uh, great option, same, similar footprint to the t3 t3x not exactly the same but most chassis are now inleted for both great option they have a upr now i've seen that yeah um our very uh, pretty good magazines not perfect but they're pretty good no feeding issues they're just a little bit plasticky um very smooth bolt excellent trigger very accurate yeah rugged precision rimfire which i own so they suck obviously uh, so. they uh 
hit or miss. Some of them are incredibly good. Some are not, is what I've seen. So like, it seems to be like one in three don't shoot particularly well. And then the rest are excellent. Mm, sounds like people. Uh, gives, yeah, gives you a few options for your bolt. You can run it full-length bolt or short bolt, I believe, or am I making that up? Yeah, there's a clip you can take out. So then you can replicate a, um, a full-size Ruger Precision, the idea that you're running a, a bolt, a longer, <clears throat> the full dimension, um, length, not dimension. Savage. Uh, Savage. Uh, I ran a Mark II Savage for years. Very accurate. The magazines work well, but the um, where the magazine clipped in would wear, and yeah. the magazine would slowly um, start misfeeding. So you'd have to replace the mags periodically. But very accurate. Yeah, Hard to get accessories for. Yeah, I've got one of their bolt guns in HMR, so I do like yep. that. Actually, I've got yep. two, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I've got a semi-auto 22 Magnum Savage, which is fun- function pretty damn well. For yep. Semi-auto 22 Magnums can be a bit hit and miss as well, from what I've seen. But uh, Bagara, that's probably a new one on the block for 22. But no personal experience shooting them. No. But they have they have the B14 Trainer, which is a replica of a well, yeah, so it looks like Remington 700 yeah. print. It is a full size. Uh, from what I understand, pretty good. I have heard the mags can be a little dicky. Might take a little bit of tweaking because they're a full size mag with a little little doodle that pokes out the back. Um, yeah, and then they also have the BX twenty five, which is like a high end copy of a Ruger ten twenty two. Ah, yeah. Um, and they have options. There's a lot of them around, though, isn't there? Yeah, I think because the patents expired on them because well, they're that old. The Ruger. Well, I mean, apart from it takes Ruger ten twenty two mags, which is pretty common for quite a number of semi-auto 22s that you can get from different makers like thompson center and i think even um who else is doing oh even the winchester wildcat which is a cheap plasticky thing takes 20 ruger mags i think uh volkortsen uh haven't shot a lot of volkortsen stuff no it's quite pricey most of it isn't it yeah I've, i've played with a few of the accessories but very limited yeah uh they make high end. A lot of it's like replicas of ten twenty twos as well. I think I could be wrong, and I think they do this. They do the summit too, which is a straight pull, like a collection. T- I've shot that. That was nice. Um, they make a lot of high end accessories. From what I understand, I'm, I'm, I don't have the, a lot of experience there, but they make a lot of high end customizable parts and stuff that are very good. Yeah, and then obviously since. Well, obviously, quite a, we've seen a bit of a influx of, um, I guess, more tactical semi-auto twenty twos. The Hamleys, the even H and K ones. There's the Stryborg, all sorts. Yeah. So, yeah. I've used now. I used one of the H and Ks maybe about six or seven years back when they first come in. Um, yeah. Back in the uh, the ECAT days, so a lot of them were, were coming in ECAT or ACAT or whatever, depending on the stock. Uh, they were okay, jammed a little bit back then. Don't know what they're like now. Um, yeah, the uh, the Chris, obviously, you and I like the Chris's. We've, we've yep. um, been shooting yours a lot. Yep. DMKs. Uh, I've got a Chris Vector here as well from NZ Millsurps. Yeah, uh, that runs great. Um, it's sort of it's got a huge bore offset, like barrel to, to um, scope. So, but I haven't really put a tactical. Uh, um, dialing scope on it yet I've only been running red dot so probably in the next few weeks I might chuck a, a conventional long range scope on it and actually see how it performs um, yeah, I, I guess we've had a more and more of the, the tactical um, semi-automatic 22s come in since the um, the ban of Cinefire semi-automatic yeah, the MMP Sport uh, cool. ooh, I don't know if I've shot an MMP Sport no. I understand they're not bad but I, I couldn't, I couldn't I've had a muck around with one seemed alright yeah. but like anything I've, f- I've fiddled but I not always shot always worry about the reliability of any of those what we call it AR-15 pattern guns I suppose I don't know <clears throat> yeah style yeah, yeah I know what you're saying it's semi-automatic tw- you, you get a lot of like one of the reasons we all got Rugers back yeah um, I, was because they back, functioned yeah and back then because like the um, well you know all the random marlins and shit like they f- didn't feed properly it's usually magazine issues you know but the ruger worked so that's why we bought rugers my um, old but... 1022 i think is 90s a stainless one from the 90s and i've cleaned it twice and it still functions fine god it must be like a bloody s- septic tank in- <laughs> inside of that gun <laughs> no but this is showing how i, I really don't have many failure you know misfires or anything with that thing never have yeah and uh 
Do you want me to pimp it out and spend a heap of money on it for you? <laughs> Save me by one. No. Oh, you know, that ruins that plan. It's my backup, backup. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the semis, again, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to do a bit of work. I mean, you've sort of seemed to have um, uh, got quite into the semi-automatic for the Precision 22. Um, I'll persist with it for a while, yeah. Yeah, and then um, and then you'll buy a Tika. Or you'll buy a... Um, a voodoo for three and a half thousand dollars for a barrel action. No. But that, that that comes back to why I mean twenty two LR you can turn up with probably you put good good glass on any bolt action twenty two as long as you've got it shooting pretty well. And it could be a cheap Narinka or whatever, bolt JW fifteen, were they? Is that the ones? Yeah. Yep, JW. Yeah. Uh and you can still be up there having a crack. So oh no, no doubt. Now for the comp, I mean, there's a couple of targets like the, the the limits racks, like the know your limits at say fifty, yeah. which goes down to about five mil, and then at the two hundred or one eighty or whatever it is, there it was one eighty. Simon will tell me, but I think that went down to like a thirty five millimeter square or or something. It was pretty small, man. So for a couple of targets, yeah, you might not get away with having a um something like that, but. For the majority of everything, you're going to be fine. It's your shooting that will let you down, and maybe your choice of ammo rather than um, yeah, not having a tricked up gun. Now, a reliable mag feed is an important thing, uh, and, and a nice trigger, obviously. But um, but you can dress up a JW15, not bad if you want to put a bit of manual labour into them, um, polishing the trigger and bedding it, and maybe re- crown it. And, you're losing you know, me. It. You know, the, you're losing me. You're losing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now one thing I will say and I have seen it a lot is some of the older JWs are, are quite a lot nicer this is my budget gun I've put 100 new ones into. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's yeah, I mean, I've, yeah they still work it, it's not yeah it's but up to you um, anyway so 22 it's just a mind boggling array, array of stuff that's out there and of some of them I, I've got yeah. some I've got some ammo here Mark that's it's like eighteen hundred feet per second copper projectiles. Say what? Now? But... Yeah, it's like a CCI copper or something. I'm sure it's like eighteen hundred feet per second. I yeah, don't I think yet, you're but... right. <clears throat> and it, man, but it's it's not stabilizing out of. Well, I, I shouldn't have my savage. I haven't tried anything else, but it was shooting like a, like a five inch group at fifty meters, but Sweet. Um, butt naked fast. <laughs> <laughs> but so like the, I mean, twenty twos are they're going fast, man. But for some of them, so for like some. Um, you know, possum shooting or, or like some maybe even wallabies for a little bit more power. I don't know um, up close, but there is options there, not just the slow stuff. I'm probably yeah. wrong, and I normally am, but I think the projectile weight is a, is a range there, and I think that towards forty grain around that seems to shoot and stabilise better at any velocity to a degree. You know, it's probably a bit like. Running heavy, Twist, yeah. heavy, heavier projectiles, and oh, yeah, it's just stabilizing it. Any, so, um, uh, it, it seems these what, faster, lighter ones, the 30s and stuff, are, yeah, that you, you got the tick for velocity, but that's you're losing a shitload. Yeah, velocity is worthless if you can't hit something. No, but exactly. now, one thing that just popped into my head, interesting with 22s, and I, I got some to trial it, so maybe about a year ago, uh, a bunch of Aguila products come in. Yeah. So they make shotgun ammo, all sorts of cool stuff. So they do the mini shells, um, which if those who follow um, us on the internet, you would have seen the mini shells and um, 12-gauge stuff, which is pretty fun. But they had the Sniper Subsonic ammo, 22LR. And so it's like a 60-grain or 64-grain projectile. And they've actually got a 22 short case, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, there it is. And the, when they stick this... 950 feet per second. Yeah, so when they stick this long projectile in, because 22 LR is uh, one of the few cases, I believe, I could be wrong, but where the OD of the bullet is the same as the case. True. So it actually, it's, it's parallel the whole way along. So ten, when they stick this long, the like 10 points for Gryffindor. Uh, uh, that's a kid's movie. Anyway, um, yeah, no. this the, the case is shorter, obviously, less charge, and a super long bullet, so it looks quite odd, but... Um, yeah. The idea of the, the you know the longer bullet. Now I didn't quite get the accuracy I wanted, so I abandoned it. Um, but you could actually at a hundred meters, you can watch the bullet the whole way because it's so big. Your eye catches it so easy, like it's like watching a bloody bee fly down. So range. slow. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it is slow, isn't it? Because and um, but yeah, they're, they're there and they're an option. But I mean, I guess 
Ugh. That's a pretty heavy bullet if you wanted to um, shoot some rabbits, maybe. I don't know. But it's still... I don't think it was a... Like all obscure things, it's about 22 bucks a box, so it's... Um, I don't even remember. I just... I, I no, get excited no, and just buy um, stuff. <laughs> you go to the crazy 22 rounds and they're always uh, double the price of standard stuff, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and to be honest, lately, I've just been shooting CCI standard, man. It's the new... I found some old and new stuff, but... um. It works good enough for most things. Eleven bucks um, a box. Yeah, well, I I made a mistake years ago. I bought like twenty six thousand rounds, and I sold most of it. And I should have just kept all of it. You know, it only cost me like a grand or something. I know. Whatever. I was buying it at like forty dollars a brick. Anyway, I mucked up and sold it. But that's that. Um, now, one thing, like you said, the ammo thing can cost. You can go right up to like um, fifty cents a round for twenty two. You know shooting like Ely Tenix and stuff, which is incredibly good ammo. It's like Olympic grade nearly. But do you need that for field shooting? Probably not so much. Maybe no. small bore, but that's not what we do. Um, in fact, I've tried it. I'm pretty bad at it. Um, although my wife and her family are incredibly good at small bore, um, but I just don't have the patience. Because of the wide range of use, like what I use it for, all sorts of stuff, you sort of want to try and pick a round that you'll stick to in a way because then you, you know, and that's why I like the CCR standard, um, CCI standard, CCR. What am I saying? No, that's right. You just buy a shitload of it. Yeah. And sit in the safe. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah. you end up with all these boxes of. Yeah. Oh man, do I have boxes of ammo? So ten, I tell on my Ruger ten twenty twos, I found that probably the least reliable has been some of the Winchester stuff, but that's just me. But yeah, so I tended to gravitate but back to CCI stuff most of the time. So. Yeah, yeah, CCI is pretty good. I think um, yeah, you can't go wrong. Not the best, and you do get batch to batch variations. So if you're shooting a comp, maybe try run out of one batch for that comp. You know, check it, zero it, and run it for your your radar and that. But then carry on. But anyway, twenty two LR. Obviously, we like it. We've talked about it for like forty minutes already. Whatever we've blabbed on for. Um, so your next one after twenty two LR is going to be um, twenty two Magnum or. WCM yeah, which I had a lot of history with. When I was, a, you know, I'm dating my, I was a kid. Came out in 1959. Um, you came out in 1959? No, no. Oh, the ammo came out I in 1959. I came out in but, um, Oh, okay. And then they decided they didn't want any more of them anyway. But uh, <laughs> Don't blame them. No, exactly. But I, I, as a kid, I always remember people turning up and going goat shooting with it. So these, like, young guys that obviously, you know, bit of school but an apprenticeship or whatever and, and they'd probably had a 22 and then they stepped up to the 22 magnum and i was like wow and because it's got a magnum <laughs> name when you're a kid you just think that is such a powerful cartridge that is so cool and they go you don't even know what magnum means yeah exactly it just sounds good um i mean I remember it being quite common in the 90s for goat shooting yeah. like we didn't have the plethora of cartridges or cheap ammo or like you know i don't even know how common two to three was back then I was a kid but you know like uh, where I grew up which is a very rural area similar where you live um, you know it was common yeah it was and, and, but people didn't not nearly shoot no, as far back triple then triple two was and, probably more popular than two two three back then I'm just, I imagine so there was a lot of guns around for it back then yeah I think it was even yeah. a police issue um, the triple two but yeah but the 22 Magnum I just remember it was a real common gun for people i suppose it was affordable with a bit more power still as you know at 100 meters it's still got 50 percent more power than a 22 um you know cartridge flying out there so and most people say on goats it's good to go out to 100 you know with good placement 120 130 meters so well that's pretty far i don't know how far i'd want to shoot 20 to be honest i've never i've not enough research into the ballistics of it or shot it enough to on excluding like some hairs and stuff but yeah. I've, I've never shot goats with it but um i guess inside 100 meters it'd probably be okay i'm guessing there'd be people who disagree or agree but um that's fine but uh, that's all when I, was, I guess would when you be I was, picky you'd just kid, be hidden neck shots yeah all i used to shoot was was a 22 so or a 20 and i didn't have a 22 magnum so yeah um so we were, but you're always you're stalking up on them so that's all you were doing yeah so you're only a lot of the shots are 20 meters so type of stuff 
Yeah, oh yeah, the twenty yeah, it's gonna be fine. Like you see a hundred meters is probably a long shot back in the nineties for some of those guns. Uh, but the trigger mags it's, it's a popular gun even like for, with pig hunting. Um it's good for dispatching pigs at close range when you've got the dogs. It's not as hard on the dog's ears, that sort of thing. Um with it compared to like a forty four forty or a whatever, three five you know. Any other lever gun that you'd use for that. So people do use them for that. Basically, they're light and easy to carry around. And I mean, because a lot of pig hunters uh, shorten their rifles up too, so yeah. cheaper to chop down an old twenty two mag than a nice lever gun. Yeah. And if only, and obviously, twenty two magnum is popular as a revolver cartridge. So, um, obviously, people who aren't into fight, you know, this is getting into pistol realm now, and you know, as a self defense round in America. So, which is where I saw this awesome. Uh, little invention called a S three 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 Thunderstruck. So it's a it's a twenty two Magnum revolver that fires two shots at once. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and it takes eight rounds, so you got four lots of uh, two shots in three seconds. And because it's a revolver and double action, it doesn't have any of the um, potential misfire issues. And the other theory was that. Because you're firing two rounds at once, if you get a misfire on one, it'll fire the other one. So, it's re- it's it's about reliability and, and it's only a very very short range weapon. But so, I thought, and that that sort of sent me down the rabbit hole of looking at it. And there's quite a lot of twenty two Magnum sold as pistols because the low recoil, or next to no recoil, compared to like any, a nine mil or something. Any other yeah. centerfire, yeah pistol mm. round so yeah hence why a lot of the ammo you get here like I get, I get this Hornady critical defence stuff which is basically <laughs> just someone does a, a pistol round but you get it in 22 Magnum you see and it's quite a heavy bullet it's about 45 grains I think well you know heavy-ish so and it's good, good on game um, but you look at the velocity on the packet and it's for like a five inch barrel or something so oh okay yeah well i, I did notice i was um fun enough doing some photography for this podcast so i got a picture for it with some ammo in the shed and it's all yeah hollow point looking yeah uh, ammo um Where else i mean you... which i mean it's gonna be good on game too do you do you have a twin to magnum graham oh do i have you had one yeah i think it might have got um destroyed in the buyback because it had a um a long tube oh tube mag Oh. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want to. They're like, no, no, you can modify it. But I was like, no, no, you can buy it off me. Um, <laughs> didn't get shot much. Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to think if I have another one. I don't think I do. Or do I? No, nah, I don't. I surely I don't. I don't think I do. Um, I've got I've got like 17 HMRs, and I've got yeah, obviously a lot of 22 LRs. But yeah, but was, so that probably you go, you go, mate. No, it's interesting. You know, you don't see a lot. I mean, it's a it's a common and popular round, but um, it's sort of in this grey area in between things in a way, I suppose. And it's the same ammunition price wise, thirty to forty bucks a box, so it's double the price plus some of twenty two. So, um, but it's still, you know, very cheap with a bit more oomph than um, yeah a twenty two. So, and and that's why yeah. Because the only other thing I've noticed is that they tend to be on pretty rudimentary rifles. Either big yeah, you, you don't get as much. Um, well, it's, it's, it's driven that's demand though, isn't it? I mean, twenty two LR there's the huge market. Yeah. So you get innovation and, and and people vying for your dollar, but with the with the other cartridges, <clears throat> um, excluding some, there's just there's not the market there for the investment. So hence the more expensive ammo and, um, and people there's no competitions. sort of. Just, and there's no competitions for them. Like, and speaking of... But you can get an it? RPR and 22 Magnum. I didn't know that, and I just realised that the other day. Can you? Yeah. Don't don't go and buy one, because I know what you like. No, I've already got a semi, so... Oh, you, oh God, that's right. Yeah. What do you got coming? A CZ No, no, something. I've got a Savage, currently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a, a Savage A22 Mag? Yeah, whatever they are. Yep. And I've got a CZ one that I might might be looking at. <laughs> Sweet. Because <laughs> I'm going to have a 20 Magnum only breakaway league. Yeah. Is that my? Are oh, you going to? You know, <laughs> have your own class. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Don't be like the rebel, the Cavaliers tour. No, that's why you won't even know what that was. Uh, no, no. Right. Uh, breakaway league of some sort. Super league? No. no cool. Yeah. Like the NRL to the PRS. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's there right. you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, now, so um, 22 Mag, again, it's still quite popular from what we can tell, but it's definitely not... Um, not as well as bang as some of the new ones. So what 22, um, sorry, 20 mag um, in a way morphed into was the 17 HMR, which is, I'd say, reasonably popular. Just before we go there, I think I've, found, I've realized that it's niche is basically, it's a good learner's gun with a bit more weight. The, the Magnum? Yeah. You often see a lot of... Before going to a 223 or something. Yeah, that's why a lot of people still have them hanging around the safe because if you're going to teach kids and stuff or a bit of hunting get starting out say goat shooting or something get them into those you know you've got the recoil to frighten the bejesus out of you so yeah and, and that there yeah, there's just the i think i don't it'd be interesting to see what they i'd say they wouldn't sell as many as they used to put it that way i'd say they would have been more popular and like you say in the 80s when some other stuff wasn't as common um yeah it'd be interesting well there's probably not a lot of options in the 80s was there no no, no. shit compared to now um, I mean, that's yeah. when when did seven point six two by thirty nine really start to hit our shores? Oh, would have been late eighties with the SKS imports. Yeah, yeah. I mini, guess the mini um, pre cat days. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, right. Anyway, that's uh, the twenty two Magnum, the popular fish out of water. So that's sort of one thing that happened with the twenty two Mag was um, uh, inevitable for most cartridges, including the twenty two LR. Um, they get necked down. Right, so you put a smaller bullet in, drive it faster, right? That's pretty straightforward. So we got the 17 HMR, which is, what is it? Hornaday, what does it stand for? HMR? Magnum Rimfire. Hornaday Magnum Rimfire. You can tell Mark's been doing his research. I watched, I, I watched a Ron Spoma video on it the other day. Did you? <laughs> Yes. Oh, um, so it was. Watch a lot of his videos lately, Graham. I know, man. The trouble is, you watch that much YouTube and lockdown. You end up, you go through all the good stuff and you watch all the like weird, like either fud content. You saying uh, Ron? I can't believe you're saying that about Ron. He's a, he's classic fud. Anyway, that's fine. He's got his market. It's people your age. Yeah. Anyway, when the Sydney um, no. came out, you were about ten years old, Graham. So there you go. That's dated. Was I? What year did it come out? Two thousand and two. I was 12. No, I was 11. So you're pretty close. I was close. <laughs> I'd not long watched the two towers fall. And you would have been looking and going, wow, look at that. It's like a centerfire around with a rim and it's tiny. <laughs> um, so 17, I have had quite a lot of, uh, I've played with it quite a lot of years. I've got a couple of rifles. Um, again, they end up getting tucked in the back of the safe and it's not so much the ammo cost. That doesn't bother me, although it's, it's obviously trending up. Um, 40 bucks. Yeah, it's the so I think it might have been the last lockdown. I ended up um, playing a lot. I was shooting about four hundred meters, pretty easy. Um, obviously, it gets here a lot easier than twenty two. But yeah, it's just um, for hunt for pest control. The the extra distance I gained, um, power wise, sort of was just easier to take a two to three. Now I know a lot of people like the seventeen HMR on the whole um, running like a, a, a point blank zero type setup. Um, so you say yep. you zero at a certain height and you just aim at a rabbit and you hit a rabbit out to 130 metres, I think. So that is correct. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> that's what Ron Spomer taught me. And <laughs> and um, so for that, that side of things, you just point and shoot. So there's an advantage. Now, that's not an issue for me. I just dial things and shoot them, right? A rabbit doesn't really care about me at 100 metres. So I can, to be honest, I can do it with my 22 reasonably easy. Um, but, uh, I, so I guess there's that advantage there, but, other than that, if I'm if I'm shooting um, small pests past that distance, a lot of the time I'll just grab the two to three or or something. And because we've got a few wild peacocks around, and the twenty two isn't grunty enough for those, so I'll go the two to three. I could maybe use the seventeen on the peacocks, I guess. But um, no, I found it pretty well. I found it excellent for long range night shooting on rabbits. So I just find because of that flat shooting, you know, you just basically aim at it, aim at it, aim at it. So got, that 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 so for that maximum point blank range. Yeah, and if you got you see the a grunty enough light, you know you can be smacking them out to 100 meters at night, sort of thing, which is a long way. Yeah, that, no, that's that's a fair point. So for that that um yeah, and, that and pest if, control. Find, whereas you couldn't dial a 22 at night, no. not properly. You'd and I find when I hit stuff with it, 
you know, especially rabbits, it just that, that pop. Yeah. And they they just don't move. Because you know, the bullets break, don't yeah, they? Yeah. They're most yeah. they're pretty thin skin, yeah, thin jacketed and. Now I know a few guys around the coast of, of Taranaki on the other side of the mountain because it's not a lot of hills there. There's just sort of small rolling stuff and um, old rocks from when the mountain exploded. So some of them run HMR because once it hits something, it, it breaks. Yeah, it seems to fragment. So a twenty two can have a lot more ricochet potential, as far as I'm aware. Um, but the seventeen, once it hits anything, it just it breaks to bits. Um, Flights so, to pieces. Yeah. So I guess there's a safety aspect there for people shooting in flatter areas, um, without potentially like the hills. Um, Mark and I, uh, sort of see on a daily basis. Um, so the, I guess I, you, the more I talk about it for rabbits, the more it actually. I think I should grab it back out of the safe, but um, I won't. I'm going to be honest; it'll just stay in there. Um, and, and the trouble is, like you have a 22 LR non-suppressed. It's not really the end of the world, right? No. With subsonic ammo, I mean, you, why wouldn't you have it suppressed? But but with an HMA, man, I think you really got to have them suppressed if you're doing a few, you know. I don't like walking around hunting um, with hearing protection. Um, this is where a suppressed 22 is awesome, you know. But uh, again, that's only sort of viable option for our. Uh, fellow Kiwi listeners, I mean, in America you can get them, it's pretty hard. Australia, we've got quite a few Australian listeners. It's uh, near illegal for most people there, or it is illegal for most people there. So, um, yeah, but yeah, suppressing the 17, uh, obviously you need the Magnum rim fire suppressor, but uh, is a great way to deal with that. Um, not overly expensive either. Well, the DPT ones fit both. <clears throat> yeah, DPT, exceptional suppressor. Yeah, uh, little Sonics, the, the, they're The good. 22 one does... Go fine on the seventeen. So. Oh yeah, well their 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 twin their magnum is just their normal one with two more baffles. Yeah, that's all it is. There's no yeah. difference um, internally. Um, just marketing. Just to tell you to buy. So the trick or the, the advice I will offer in buying a DPT suppressor and twenty for rimfire, just buy the magnum one. It's like forty dollars more. Um, you won't regret it. Even on a, just a standard twenty two, they're significantly quieter, and you can if you are obsessed with um squeezing the most accuracy you can out of your 22 you can vary the baffle stack as in uh, add or remove baffles and use them as a sort of uh, ad hoc uh, barrel tuner of sorts um quite a few guys do that um i don't really bother but it is something that is commonly occurring so um, i can't take a 20 and i imagine hmr to a competition you can but you just won't be allowed back or allowed to carry on after one shot <laughs> Yeah, so although you another breakaway league. You'd, I tell you what, you'd have a significant advantage if you had a nice dialing scope and a seventeen, um, but the targets wouldn't like it a lot. That's no. for sure. But that's yeah. sort of my then coming to a conclusion with it is that it's quite a um, a round that I often don't find myself reaching for it out of the cupboard because it's um, not as versatile as my uh, my thing. Whereas the little the twenty two LR. You know, can do all that. It's cheap to shoot, blah blah blah. Even the twenty meter, the seventy inch HMR is really limited to small critters. Um, I have shot pigs with it, but only because that's all I had at the time. So, and it did kill them. So, albeit with uh, four rounds or something, <laughs> just kept slowing, getting slower and slower until it died. So, yeah, it's sort of, if I was in an area where, because we don't have a lot of rabbits or anything like that, we have truckloads of possums, but then all, all up, that's all just 22s shooting into a tree at 15 metres away at night, so I'm not really needing maximum point bank range, am I? No, and, and the cost of, you know, yeah. if you're shooting 50 possums, you want it to cost you $8. Basically, yeah, it's two and a half times the cost, so hmm. what do you do? Yeah. And you're also shooting a bullet with a lot more velocity into the air because it's a real grey area shooting possums in it. It's encouraged, but you're shooting up. So you've got to be real mindful of what direction you're shooting in because, um, again, you're shooting up. <laughs> so you've really got to watch what you're doing. And if you're shooting even faster, bullet. Same that, old thing. If you're not shooting, you've got to know what it looks like in the daytime. So you've got to be familiar, exactly. familiar with the area. So it's exactly. Why, why we especially, love, we love especially. people who just come up the road spotlighting and <laughs> shooting at the house or... <laughs> because the lights are off and they can't see it yeah no it's yeah yeah. um yeah so again it's that's especially important for 
people in them like uh, orchard type areas which is sort of semi more and more lifestyle is building around um yeah and maybe maybe if you're doing that you have to get a 12 12 gauge with this um suppressor or something and just keep it a lot safer um, safety yeah. safety uh, tip of the day get a 12 gauge shotgun but <laughs> but suppress it man shit because right. yes. i love i love possum hunting with a 12 gauge but it's so freaking noisy but now that these atex suppressors are quite common here i've thought it might be quite cool to get one and actually uh, i have not used one no apparently they're pr- not bad get hold of one. anyway this isn't the uh they shotgun don't... one that'll be so in six months what you're telling me is there's no you don't see people running around with a mdt chassis 17 hmr with a you know because there's nothing to do with it is that what you're saying uh well i mean a lot of people put chassis on their precision guns and never compete but no no but I'm just... yeah i'd yeah i wouldn't oh, i don't know yeah, if I build a competition gun, again, I'll be competing with no one. Well, the beauty of what you can do—you can organize your own competition. <laughs> okay. To be honest, you might get a couple guys, but I doubt you'd fill out for fifty guys. Um, Sounds like a challenge. But again, I think seventeen. It's places like we just talked about is in that point blank range. I imagine they're wicked on wallabies. I've never shot these smaller wallabies they get in Rotorua, uh, or the larger ones they get in the South Island and Timaru. Although I might be in about a month another story um but they um i imagine the 17s inside that 50 meter range on the spotlight would be quite fantastic but i'll Righto. i'll have to ask some guys should we migrate yeah. but hunting hunting's the main the main sort of thing for them now to the 17 hm2 the 17 mark 2 as it's known. mark 2 um so this came out what just after the two years HMR? later unfortunately for it <clears throat> so as you mentioned to me earlier in the day uh, you think if it had been released before the um, HMR, it, it may have had some more success. Um, it probably would have reversed it, maybe. Possibly. Because, you know um, I mean. yeah, it could have built up a following before the uh, HMR came out. You yeah. can still buy the ammo, which is a, a lead into the fact it's pretty much dead, from what I can gather. In terms of getting rifles and things, there's not much around. So, And it's it's basically the CCI Stinger, if anyone's familiar with the the slightly longer case 22LR, which is the CCI Stinger round. Uh, that's the parent case of the 17 Mark II. So it's a 17, and it, it's about 21, 2,100 feet per second, 22 maybe, um, with a 17 gram bullet, I think. So, But the key with it was supposedly it should have gone well because it's a straight barrel shot for a 22 and everything else will work so if it's a bolt action the mags everything else will be fine all you do is change the barrel because some of the cz's have a, a clip change barrel don't they yeah yeah so you'd be able to just swap them straight over and um because i guess otherwise a quick chat one of those change guns you'd have to have like a longer action 22 mag and then yeah. change it to yeah so oh yeah but for average joe blow whatever they were like going, it's like a 17 HMR, it's just about as dear, slightly cheaper per round, and it's smaller. So, yeah. whoop do doo So, it sort of um, suffered from coming out way too quick after the other one, and really not having a clear, um, I guess, purpose, I suppose, or differentiation from the other one. I can see why, if you can just basically flick out your 22 barrel and yeah you're away laughing but then again who really does that so yeah and with rifles i mean it depends on people's situations but with rifles that might only be five or six hundred dollars it's a lot of people would see that with a couple of them don't they Um, different jobs and then it's sighted and ready to go yeah um yeah so what was the original intent of the 17 mac 2 was it pest control or self-defense sort of style for other countries where that's relevant no it's basically deleting small critters you know okay yeah like yeah what do they call them prairie dogs sage it'd rats. be quite yeah it'd be good on uh, like yeah rats and stuff wouldn't it uh, <laughs> it'd be awesome and, and it's yeah so it it's certainly not it's not dead dead but it's certainly not something you find a set the gun sitting on the wall at the local gun shop and b mm. the ammo it's usually gathering dust I actually bid, oh, I, whether I bid or intended to bid on one years ago, and I just couldn't find the ammo because I thought it'd be quite interesting to put up on my on my page. Um, 
but it was just at the time I couldn't get anything. Well, um, sounds like we have to get one. Oh, let's do it. If anyone has one and wants only like two hundred dollars for hexagon ammo, get in contact, <laughs> and we'll beat you down to a hundred and we'll buy it. Yeah, and then we'll um, Send and then through. we'll. And then we'll sh- then we'll shorten up HMR ammo ourselves at home and <laughs> shoot it. No, but yeah, again, um, I've never actually shot one, but it would be it would be fun to play with at least, and at least um, be able to be a little bit more informed on it because at the moment it's one of the few we haven't shot. And while we talk about rather obsolete, because I'm going to call it obsolete now, segue into your favourite. It's twenty two short. Yes. So this is um. It's not quite a gallery load. That's something d- different again. But it's it's I, it may have been used at carnivals, but I know more gallery loads, which were essentially even shorter, which was just a primer with a bullet. Um, so it's it's like two thirds the length, maybe half the length of a twenty two long rifle. Um, now my only real experience with it is I bought a um, years ago. I bought a handgun at an auction for like two hundred dollars because no one wanted it, and it was a some fancy target semi-automatic with like the molded hand grip and a friend of mine i just sort of bought it impulsively because i was young and stupid he um did a trade so i didn't have a b cat at the time a b category license for competitive pistol i had c and um, so he we did a trade or something whatever it worked out to be and um so we, he managed to track down the it was gun city at the time had 22 short ammo and it was it was about two or three times the price of standard ammo it was quite like it was expensive for you know for like a hundred round those long plastic um yeah it might have been like 50 bucks it was quite a lot for 22 and um and we shot it like it was lovely to shoot like a target you know um standing 25 meter um, shooting paper that sort of you know single-handed uh la-di-da type 22 pistol shooting um it was nice no you know like there's no lot of recall on 22 but in a lr but in a pistol you're a little bit more obviously and um, but with the short uh, shooting the, the twenty two short pistol at the uh, the local pistol club, that was quite nice because um, all we were doing was punching holes in paper. So uh, you know, the, the, it didn't really matter how hard it hit the paper. Although <laughs> it's going to travel down the barrel slower and everything like that, so your trigger control has got to be on on point. But um, I did a bit of research on it. I didn't think you did. We were going to talk about it, but it's intrigued. I it's sort of something you you occasionally see a you know, some ammo rolling around in a drawer, you know, somewhere. It's, I remember as a kid seeing it, thinking, my God, it's a Mini 22. Uh, but yeah, I, I was surprised when they said it was developed as a, um, a self-defense round. <laughs> oh. Obviously, people want to die. Cause it must have been for like small, uh, again, again, a, when a we revolver, talk about... A revolver. Yeah. yeah. When we talk about defense here, it's purely as a outside looking in thing obviously yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um we have to we have to state that but um maybe like uh yeah purse pistols or um mm. like what they call muff box pistols i've got that wrong <laughs> muff pistol no because a muff was a snuff. small lady's purse snuff. small a small purse now, now it's something else it's another kind of purse that um ruins your life i think you're doing a uh, chris hipkins there graham <laughs> No, I'm not. Get outside I, and spread your legs. Even if I'm muff, wrong, I'll just... A muff box pistol? I don't muff box think... Pistol. I think snuff, hey, well, I snuff box. Snuff box, maybe. Um, I'm going to Google muffs and uh, see what comes up. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be automatically coming up in your thing yeah. as soon as you type M, wouldn't it? As, 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 um, as was stated in our uh, our review on Sniper's Hide, we have some uh, very classic New Zealand humour um this this is it this is all you get one tenth as good as uh, the, yeah. the concourse um, anyway so small pistols easily concealable and, yeah. a, and a purse for ladies so yeah. is that the sort of thing they were intended for yeah. i guess um i have uh i know guys with large collections of different pistols and some of them get incredibly small so maybe it's um something like that yeah that's interesting and then i guess now it's just yeah uh, more of a novelty here than anything um i doubt there's too many fun um, fact it was 22 short was used for the Olympic 25 meter rapid fire pistol event until 2004. Oh, 2004. Okay, so it's um, that was probably it's it's uh, the nail on its coffin, maybe. But it obviously runs in 22 LRs, doesn't it? Yes. So if you see a lot of older um, like pump action 22s and lever actions like Winchester 94s yeah. and all that, they'll say 22 LR or 22 short only. Now. What was, um, if you had an e, if you had one of these on ECAT back in the day, because before the um, 
all the the terror attacks and the um, following bans on everything um we could have 15 rounds on an acat 22 and magazine fed now ecat you could have an unlimited so if you had an ecat one and you had a tube fed like lever or pump action you could put like I don't know, 20 something of the 22 shorts in, as long as you have the correct license. Um, and that worked just fine. Um, why you do it, I don't know, because it's not very powerful and it's not good for possums, but you could do it, you know, just rapid fire. And the, the pump actions, God, I'm sure you could slam fire those. So if you held the trigger in, and then when you close the pump, it'll actually, um, the hammer will fall. So you could shoot them quite quick and um, waste your expensive ammo. <laughs> <laughs> any other interesting facts um yes. on the 22 short oh do he's got you, another do one do you realize that you're a gila a whatever Aguila. you know that 60 grain ammo mm-hmm. do you know what its parent case is or the case it is 22 short yeah i mentioned that when i bought it up did you yeah oh. do you not even listen to me no no i was listening intently and i, took it <laughs> I all well to be honest i assumed it was 22 short yeah, i didn't know it for a fact it's a, a fact, 22 so. short case yeah, and they've just made the, the projectile the correct length. 60 Boom. grain, yep, bullet Mind twice blunt. the weight of a yep. 22 short bullet. I, I might still have two-thirds of a box of that ammo, actually. I can, so you can pull those out and put smaller ones in and turn it back into a 22 <laughs> short. And and double the value of the ammo. Yes. Yes. This is the ammo shortage, we're going to solve it. Uh, okay, so after we've got, so we've talked about 22 long rifle, 22 short, mm. Mac 2, 22 wisdom, 17 HMR. And really, that leaves the sort of newest kit on the block. Which when was that released? Two thousand and fifteen. What did you say? The seventeen eight. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. The seventeen wisdom. So I believe it is a nail gun cartridge. Uh, necked. Well, obviously necked. Before they were blanks, were they? Parent, Parent case, case would be a nail gun. Nail gun blank. And it's not next to anything down because it was never had a bullet anyway. No. Um, it has a seventeen caliber projectile in it. Yep. So same as seventeen HMR. Uh, I think what from like eighteen grains to like twenty five grains. Mm, there's twenties and twenty fives. There are a few other. The common ones you find are twenties and twenty fives. So three thousand foot per second in a twenty and two six in the twenty five grain projectile. Yep. So that those those extra five grains or something uh, lose you four hundred feet per second. So um now these uh. So it's, it can handle higher pressure. It's a heavier. The case is quite a lot thicker than you'll find in your standard twenty-two LR and that sort of thing. So it does run. It's um, seventeen wisdom stands for not short magnum, but super magnum. So super magnum. Yeah. Super uh, magnum. And it's super priced. That's the other thing because it ranges. Yeah, be lucky if you get it for forty bucks a box, and probably closer to fifty. So now this, we actually have some experience get into with the this. Realm of, um, Two two three pricing, aren't you? Really? Yeah. So uh, pre ban, I don't know if this would have been nearly as popular in New Zealand. Whether it's going to be popular, we can talk about that. But um, I do. Have so one. you've you've there's yeah, so hints here. <laughs> I've only shot it a couple of times yeah. in, into the, the cliffs behind your house, but um, it's uh, the rifle. What's the rifle you got? It's a Savage um, Savage B Mag. Savage B Mag. Yeah, and it's B grade in terms of. Uh, yeah, I really think they... It's got they, a rear locking bolt, and it's, um, I don't know. And it, it's inconsistent, eh? It never feels the same. It's, it's very it's, wobbly on, when you pull it back, and it, it, <clears throat> but it's wet. For a bolt, it takes a lot of getting used to. Because um, of the rear locking, um, you can actually almost lock it down when it's not even properly engaged so it's not even gonna you know it's not even probably chambered almost so it just takes uh you know you know guns with good bolts and that run well this thing doesn't that takes um a bit of concentration put it that way to, to make it run well yeah it's for this day and age like if it was a hundred years old you'd be like oh it is what it is but i think they just i think they just rushed it to market yeah. to be honest like that might be better now i don't know but so they wanted to get a gun out that's a bolt gun yeah. and then ruger put out an m77 which is almost like a full-size rifle looking rifle in 17 wisdom but it's about two grand um is it like a semi no no bolt action. oh no m77 I'm, I'm, that's a bolt gun i'm yeah. talking bolt guns yeah, yeah. so i'm yeah. talking what you can get the two most common ones i've seen are 
the Savage B Mag, and there's a couple of versions of that. One with a thumb hole stock, one without, and uh, heavier barrel, lighter barrel, and then you can get a, as I said, the Ruger 77 version of it. Um, but as I said, it's about two grand, whereas the Savages come in around, yeah, 800 bucks, 750, and then maybe up to a thousand for the heavier barrel version. So, which is what you have, correct? Yeah. And it really needs a suppressor. Rotary mag. Yeah. Um, it's about eight shot, I think, from memory. So. What? Yeah. What have you have you shot any goats with it yet? Yep. How was it? Fine. Like performance wise. No, no. So you're going to be talking 100 meters and in sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe 150. Yeah, basically 100, 100 meters, 120. Yep. Um, I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. So would now there's there's so where where I think it could could maybe gain a small amount of popularity unless the police um enact their uh, over arching powers to ban things uh, would be so the for the Christie MKs there's an upper available is it Jard make them Jard yeah. imported by Tactical yeah. Imports it's a um a non AR15 upper so it looks similar but it cannot be bolted onto an AR15 to comply with our laws and it takes the um it takes ten round uh, mags of 17 wisdom now i understand you have to upgrade your trigger spring for the heavier um to ignite them but i know the the accuracy is okay it's not stellar from what i understand but good enough for goats maybe and like that um that uh potential for a little semi-automatic for culling and still complying with the current law um so maybe we'll see how popular they are there um i don't know what do you reckon uh well to me, it's still a super fast, flat shooting rimfire round. So I'd rather be wanting a gun that is accurate for a start. Mm-hmm. So that yep. sort of yeah negates it. Am I going to be doing pest control with a twenty-five grain? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, we don't get then close I'd, to the goats that often either, do we? Better off price-wise and ammo-wise, getting a twenty-two Magnum semi-auto. True. Uh, I think that would be probably, but this, yeah. I don't think we're not we're not often shooting goats that close. I'm not either. They're normally more than you know a couple hundred meters, because um, they're out in the middle of paddocks or, or whatever. Way, the, the changes have put some breathe some life into the round, so I think it. Yeah, I can see, and, and I can see some people. supply was a problem previously because of its new and obscure nature so so that's one thing i have i have again no uh not too much personal experience apart from shooting your your savage but um yeah i understand that some of the 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 consistency between batches of ammo is poor some uh, because it's it's obviously new but some shoots good and some shoots very average beta meter the chase yeah um i was going to comment and it it also goes to 22 magnum as well does it yeah yeah that well that I think there's a yeah, there's a vast industry around 22LR shooting well and performing well. And if you read about uh, CCI standard and CCI green tag, is it? Green, yeah, I've shot a bit of green tags. Excellent, excellent so ammo. That is just CCI standard, from what I remember. Um, On new tooling, yeah. Which the, they basically test the batches and, and whatever fails becomes CCI standard. Whatever goes is yeah i think tag. i think so, it may be like the, the machinery is yeah. real fresh yeah. too all so, the dyes so and everything yeah what i gather with um 22 magnum and 17 wisdom there's been or is can be a lot more variability yep in the rounds in terms of how they perform and therefore accuracy so but i mean if everyone started supporting 17 wisdom yeah on a large scale, not I'm not talking New Zealand because we're a small fry, but it would drive up the quality, drive down the cost. Um, the rifle availability would yeah. go through the roof, but whether it happens, it's yet to be seen. Um, like I haven't got a crystal ball, I couldn't tell you, and, and I very much doubt the New Zealand New Zealand market will be the thing that um, <clears throat> decides whether it lives or dies. And as a general thing, I think rimfire ammo does suffer from it anyway. If people have bad production runs and still fuck it out. It can be the same for S seventy HMR, twenty two LR. You can get bad batches, can't you? So Well I guess it's also the intended use. Like a lot of people just plunk the, the well that's generic old saying, but tin cans, you know. Would they know? So you don't Exactly. They you know. don't need you don't need fuck all of anything for that, notice. but like and you wouldn't notice. If you're like Yeah. 
No, because and they or they're shooting standing or yeah. something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're wobbling all over the place, but it's drunk. people like us who are like, I mean, trying to push it and um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know, but yeah, it's fun. It's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's development. It's neat, right? It's, Which is why I'm, I'm learning all the time. So I've, that's why I've seen, uh, you know, why yeah, 22 competitions, the, the ammo choice gets quite picky. It depends what people use. So hence why they're, they're more than happy to pay, what, double the price, really, for, for better ammo or consistency. Oh, yeah. Guys yeah. will pay a fortune. But yeah, it's, it's all consistency. Yeah. Um, it's it's what you're after with twenty two, and the thing with like, a, you've got such a small case, so one flake of powder difference is a large variance in that case, right? Um, whereas one time, one flake of powder or, or granule, depending on what type of powder, or whatever, and a three through eight is you might not see a lot of difference because the volume's so large, it's the percentile is so small, but in a tiny case, that one flake is a much larger percentage of the overall powder weight. See. Yeah, yeah, it's good it's observation, Graham. Did you see yeah. it in a YouTube video recently? I did. I watched it tonight, but I already did. You know did? That. No, no, that's right. Yeah, it's good, good, good plagiarism. I like it. <laughs> that's all we do. All information's been stolen from someone. No, else there are no new it. ideas, Graham. It's just rehashing them. So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Any other obscurities and strange ones out there that? Uh... Nothing relevant, I don't think. Um... No. 22 long no. is that the long long one no I don't know I th- oh god I should you haven't googled enough no it came out after 22 short <laughs> logically <clears throat> what are we going to call it I know 22 long 1871 1871 um, yeah again there's, there is like we mentioned earlier there is, there's a bunch of different older rimfire bottles um, pre-Cinefire yeah. ignition but they were as um, metallic cartridges were in their infancy and, and people didn't know how to ignite them. Uh, like, it seems easy to us now, right? We're like, you'll put a bloody primer in the back. But back then, they were All right. had to come up with this shit. So we'll wrap this there, up, is, there is different stuff. Yep. And uh, I, I finished by asking what I will ask every episode. What would be your ideal Factory 22 competition rifle? If you had to just Not, pick Like Factory, like I could pick one, like buy it in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, ooh, with no mods, yeah, it had to be the Tika UMP, whatever it's called, or the Bagara B40. T1X UPR, yeah, that one. I like because I already run a Tika Psycho Quad. Um, I like them, but I've never really shot them much, so I couldn't. Damn it, I know the mags aren't as good as the CZ no, guys converting them to run CZ yeah, mags, yeah. Although there is a cheap Psycho Quad still in Magnum Sports, I don't know why no one's bought it. Righto. You've done that now, you got to build one. What are you building? A twenty-two. I want to build a Ruger ten twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to give me one of your twenty-two second so model. You can have the one I haven't cleaned for thirty years. I asked earlier, and you said no. No, I, you don't want it. It's a, God. It's All I want. I'm gonna rip the barrel off everything. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, all right, sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, Send us all your ideas for the next episode. Yeah, send us an idea. All and, four uh, of you. All four of you. You know, continue listening to our the New Zealand seventeenth most popular sports podcast. Feel free to review us. I complain about pulling, Mark. You're, you're pulling those figures out of thin air, aren't you? Really? No, I got an email. Okay. Uh, you know, complain about Mark clearing his throat or um, uh, being himself. Normal complaints. Complain about me being louder than Mark. Um, we try to fix it. We're not very good at this stuff, guys. Come on. He's a farmer and I'm a welder. Um, but other than that. Thank you for listening once again, and we will see you next time. Bye.